Hello, greetings. I am so happy to be here with you coming to you from the U.S. My name is Maggie Cavanaugh. I am a counselor coach. Uh, Lover of Jesus is my favorite title. And I'm going to talk to you today about some important things uh, when it comes to renewing mind and walking in his truth. I talk really fast. I'm going to try to slow down a little bit. It's just kind of my personality. I'm grateful for Ronnie to ask me to speak to you all because I am very passionate about what is taking place there with him and his wife, uh, all of the things that they're able to do for you all and uh, praying for you daily. So I'm going to pray right now and we'll get right in to the lesson. So Father God, we just come in agreement right now. Praise you, Father. You're worthy. We lift you up and magnify you, God. There is none like you. I thank you for each and every person, Lord God, watching this video. Uh, and Lord, I thank you that that you give them ears to hear what the spirit of God is saying. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for this ministry, Lord God. I thank you for this foundation. I thank you for all that you're doing, Lord. And Lord, I ask that you speak to me through me, speak to me and through me uh, to encourage those that hear this today in your powerful name, King Jesus. Amen. 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 So today we're going to talk a little bit about who you are and uh, what it is that is going on in your head. Now, when I say in your head, we know that we have a physical brain. God created us with an amazing um, body. And the Bible talks about we are spirit, soul, and body. And so when I teach, I pretty much stay in the reins of those three areas. So I pray that this speaks to your spirit that comes alive with the word of God. And I pray that it helps your soul, which is your mind and your will and your emotions. And that's the area where we really get tripped up a lot. And then uh, it's going to help your physical body because when you feel better emotionally, then you're going to feel better physically because your, your mind is part of your soulless realm and you're constantly getting thoughts thrown to you, right? Sometimes they're your thoughts, like you think, oh, that's pretty, or oh, I like that. Other times there's thoughts from God that says, you are the beloved. Uh, I love you, and I desire to have a relationship with you. Anything that lines up with the word of God is going to be from God, okay? That's just a great way of putting it. If it is an accusatory, and that means a accusation towards you, um, then like, you know, something that is negative, it's almost always from the enemy or he's using your past hurts to use your thoughts to torment you. And so the devil is real. I know you guys know that, uh, but God is for you. And the Bible says, if God is for you, who can be against you? So sometimes we are really hard on ourselves and we think on negative things, or maybe the enemy throws a lie out there. And with that lie, he'll say something like, you know, this will never change. You can't be like that. Or that's only for them. Those are lies. Maybe the lie comes in. You're not pretty or you're not smart. Those are lies. I can promise you those are lies because you are created by the creator to be who he's created you to be. He knows how many hairs is on your head. He has a passion and a love for you. And he loves you just the way you are. He's, there's nothing you could do to make him love you more than he loves you right now. But the Bible does say that if you love me, you'll obey me. So that means that we want to adhere to what he says and do things his way because it will make it um, not as, so difficult on ourselves. When we do things in our own strength or with by, based on our own thoughts, it's almost always going to be hard. And so that's why he tells us to cast our cares on him 
because he cares for us. And uh, it, and so anyway, we'll get into that. So when it comes to your thought life, okay, what you're thinking about, the man, the Bible talks about whatever a man or a woman thinks, so he is. So if you think I'm bad, you're, you're probably going to act bad. Uh, if, if you think that you're hungry, you're probably going to get hungry. If you think you're angry, you're going to get angry. It is a, you're planting seeds, just like if you wanted to grow a vegetable and you planted carrots, you would reap carrots. Whatever you sow, you reap. And your mind is full of thoughts. And so it's very important to think on the right things. One of my very favorite scriptures is in the book of Philippians. And I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Version. It's Philippians 4.8. And it says, finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is right and and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and brings a good re report, whatever is excellence, anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. And it goes on to say, center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. I love that. That's the Amplified Bible. And I'm going to read to you also the same verse out of a couple different Bibles. I'm going to read it to you now out of the New Living Translation. Now, this is an easy translation to understand. So, and it says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think on things that are excellent and praiseworthy. So, that's pretty straightforward is telling us to think on these things that are going to nourish you. These things are going to help you grow. These things are going to help you have faith. So you think on these things. So what you put into your ears is super important. Okay. Super important. So your ears, um, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, right? You're hearing right now and hearing by the word of God. So when you're, when you're listening to the word of God, it's like a muscle inside of your spirit, man. It's like builds it up. It's like if you lift weights and you're going to build muscles. And, but when you listen to the word of God, it builds you up in your spiritual life. So it's super important what you listen to. But if you listen to gossip, lies, um, people cutting you down or, or saying mean things and, and so forth, that's going to cause you to be heavy. It's going to discourage you. So it's really important to what you listen to. You've got people right there who love you and care about you and want to see you do good. And so let their voices along with the word of the Lord be your encouragement. Don't let the things that people say that hurt, don't let those penetrate your thought or your garden of your mind. Okay. So your eyes are super important, right? You've got your, your um, eyes. God gave you to see, right? And your, what you put in your eyes is important. So if you watch things or are around things all the time, you've got to guard your eyes. Uh, there's a, an old Christian song. It's a little song that says, be careful, little eyes, what you see and be careful, little ears, what you hear. And then, of course, it's very important to be careful what you say, uh, because what you say, your words are powerful. Very, very powerful. For example, your words can lift people up and encourage them, 
or they can bring people down, right? Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that when someone says something to you like, man, you did a great job on that project. I'm really proud of you. It helps you to say yes. Now, we don't want to be full of pride, but yes, it, it, it encourages us, right? But when people say you did bad, that's that's just wrong. It brings us down. So our words are containers for power. They're going to lift up. They're going to tear down or they're going to you know, build up or, 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 or tear down. So it's very important what you speak. So when we're looking at our mind, we have to make sure that we're saying the right things. And, and not looking at bad things and we're not listening to the bad things to protect our mind. And uh, that way we don't get caught up in being tormented. OK, so uh, in Matthew 6, 22 and 23, it talks about your eyes uh, and your ears are the gates to the soul. Your soul is your mind, will and emotions. So whatever um, I'm going to pull that scripture up and read it to you all because it's very, very good. Let's see here, Matthew. Uh, let's see here. I had it written down. Let's see. I hope you guys are having a wonderful time at your retreat. Let's see. Six, 22 through 23. Okay. Okay. So this is out of the New Living Translation, the one I said that's super easy to understand. It says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? And it says the light that you think you have. So you can change your perspective or the way that you view things or the way you handle things with the renewing of the mind. That's why the Bible tells us to renew our minds. Whenever we renew our minds, it is, um, it is powerful uh, because a lot of bad things has helped happen to uh, people and that God is not part of that. But the scripture tells us to not be conformed to the patterns of this world. And there are hurting people that have hurt people. And a lot of times we don't know how to deal with that. And it can be very painful. But I'm telling you today that if you protect yourself in this way, by looking at things through how God says it, it will make it easier for you. Okay. Does that make sense? So um, in the scripture that I'm referring to, it says, do not be conformed any longer of the patterns of this world, but be transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will be able to test and approve what's God's will and what is good. And so that's uh, that's Romans 12, 2. So we've got Romans 12, 2. We've got Matthew 22, 23. And then we've got Philippians 4, 8. Uh, if you're taking notes or if someone's writing this down, these are very powerful scriptures to meditate on because when you meditate on the word, it changes things. It makes things better. You know, so because people, whenever we're talking, will say, say things like, I'm so depressed or I'm so angry uh, or I don't have anything going right in my world. Whether whatever the, the thoughts are, the same step is always, always the same. Um we have to take our thoughts captive. And so when you take your thoughts captive, and I'm going to give you a scripture for that one too, because that's super powerful. 
um, when you take your thoughts captive, it's like grabbing a hold of them and putting them like if you grab like maybe there's a bug climbing on the wall and you grab a hold of it and you take it captive, right? You've got that. You've got to know that that is um, taking authority over that. And you've got to do the same thing with your mind and what you're thinking. So 2 Corinthians uh, 10.5 is the... Um, the scripture I'd like you to take note of, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says we abolish arguments, you know, demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, I'm going to read that to you in the Amplified Bible because the Amplified Bible it does what it says. It amplifies it. Okay. It elaborates on it. It makes it bigger. And it goes, it, the Greek and the Hebrew is uses that. So it says we are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the knowledge and true God that we take every thought captive or we take every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. So if you're thinking something and you're not sure if this is a good thought or a bad thing, you go to the word of God and you say, God, I'm going to bring this thought to you. And is this your thought? And then search out and, and, and read the scriptures. You know, um, the apostle Paul told young Timothy to study the uh, scriptures to show yourself approved. So the more you learn about the word of God, the easier it is to combat the negative thoughts and combat the things that the enemy is throwing at you. And I, I know, I know that, you know, here in the U S we have this saying called the struggle is real. And it, I know that it's challenging, but God, but God. So if you're saying things like I'm depressed or I'm angry, the same thing is what needs to happen. You need to take your thoughts captive and then you need to bring them into obedience to the word of God. It's super important uh, because if you don't, then those words are going to keep you in bondage. You're going to believe that you're going to get in there and you're going to start your meditate on it. You'll think it and you'll believe that lie. And you've got to take authority over any lies. OK, so um, in Second Corinthians 10, 4 tells us that there is that our war is not with each other, right? It says our war is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and rulers and wicked places. You guys know that. You know already that our war is not with people. It is with, you know, the, the enemy, the devil, and the accuser of the brethren. So we need to make sure that we don't blame people or look at people in that way. Now, you got to set boundaries, but some people are being motivated by by evil. And you want to, you know, the Bible says that we overcome evil with good. So you want to do the right thing regardless of someone else is doing it or not. And so, um, you know, we've got to, in, in 10.5, it goes on to tell us that, you know, when we demolish those things, when we demolish them, you know, uh, we're getting rid of them. And so the, the enemy is continually lying to us with nagging thoughts and, you know, but we have authority over him. Uh, and if we don't use that authority, it does us no good. It's kind of like if I have a broken leg. And there is a cane right there. And that cane is going to help me lean and put my weight on it so I can walk. If I do not pick up that cane, I'm not going to be able to do it. It's the same thing with the word of God. If we do not know who we are, 
who we belong to, then we're going to rely only on what we see and what we hear and what we believe. And that's why it's so important to put the right things inside of you so that you can walk in the truth that Jesus died for. He loves you. He loves you so much. And so when those lies come in, then we combat them with the truth. You know, last week I, I got uh, something happened and I found myself uh, going through it. And I was like, why, why do I feel this way? What is going on? And then I realized uh, that there was an area in my heart that God wanted to heal. And I got all worked up whenever I'm like, wait a minute. It was something from my past that God was telling me to let go. So if you have something going on in your life, it's time to let it go. And you can get with someone there to pray with you, to be able to release that to the Lord because he loves you and does not want you to carry that stuff around. And I was looking at a situation through an old hurt, a past wound uh, where someone had hurt me. Right. And I was just thinking about me, me, me. Right. Which is dangerous. I call that the eye disease. What I think, what I want, what I feel. I, I was it was all about me. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's not all about me. It's about God. It's about God. And what is he wanting to do through me? What is he wanting to do for me? What is he wanting to do to me even? I, I just, you know, I, I got so caught up that I kept my eyes off of God and on the problem. So if you keep your focus on him and allow yourself to just stay in rhythm with, with him, to stay with him, then it's going to make things so much easier for you. It will make it, it, it makes difficult ways, you know, more tolerable, not perfect. There is no perfect this side of heaven. OK, but it does make things easier. And so that's why he tells us that, you know, his, his joke is easy and his burden is light and that we can cast our cares on him because he cares for us. So I hope that you guys are getting this and I'm not going too fast. Um, I do want to point out to you that it's super duper important to not stay stuck in your thoughts and not to be in a position where you're so fixated on yourself that pride comes in because pride comes before the fall. And it's super duper important that we are allowing the Lord to work in our lives. So just to kind of recap some of that for you all, be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you see. Be careful what you speak. I do want to talk some more about the mouth because the mouth is incredibly important um, because, like I said, building up and tearing down, um, it, it can stop you. And there's so many scriptures that talks about this. Uh, I want to read just a couple of them to you and hopefully you'll take note or someone will write these down. Ephesians 4.29 says, let no, that means none, okay, corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but what that is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. That is not always easy. It is not always easy to be careful to let anything corrupt come out of mouth, but, but it's worth it. And the more that we train our mouth to speak the way that God speaks and to love the way that God loves, the easier it becomes. Matthew 12, 36 and 37 <coughs> says, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, 
they shall give an account therefore on the day of judgment. So it goes on to talk about, you know, we're going to give an account uh, for our words. And that's, that's pretty serious. <laughs> Proverbs 30, 32 and 33 says, thou hast done foolish and lifting up thyself, or thou has thought evil, thy laid thy mouth to, which means, and that's that's a harder to read in that because that's the King James version. But basically, it's saying that our mouth can get us in trouble. But you know what? Whenever we do miss it, God loves us so much. He gave us His Word with truth. So in First John one nine, says, "If we confess our sins, that He is faithful to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." So it's, if you mess up, it's okay because the word of God is there to help us to grow. And in Proverbs 10 31 says the mouth of the just bring forth wisdom, but the, the frowned tongue shall be cut out. Wow. So we want to make sure that we are saying the right things. And we also want to guard against fear. Fear is real. And the Bible says that, um, Fear has torment. It does. It says the fear is torment. And it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. So when we start to learn more about God, immediately fear comes in and it starts to try to creep in. And, and what about this? And what about that? But the reality is, is that uh, we get to decide what we are going to think about and what we're going to meditate on. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is in the book of James and it talks about James 1, 9, uh, 1, 19 talks about um, that we should be slow to speak and uh, or swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. Now, I'm a fast talker, so I always kind of like, eh. but what it means is, is not the speed that you're talking. It means don't just say what you think, Right. Stop and think about it for a minute. Ask the Lord, what exactly would you say about this? If someone says something to you, again, process it through what does God say? So there are so many things that I would like to say to you all, but I want you to understand that God loves you and he cherishes you. He gave you eyes to see so that you can be led by the spirit of God, uh, ears to hear what he's saying to you through his word, uh, lips to be able to encourage and lift people up. But you have got to make sure that you keep those things in balance because they will cause you some problems if they get out of control. If you allow your eyes to see horrible things all the time, you're going to, you're going to have, there's results to that. Remember we talked about the sowing of the seeds. And so uh, I'm not sure how many of you are there listening to this, but I want to encourage you with a few things. OK, a couple steps, if you will, uh, a couple steps to getting closer to the Lord. And um, one of the ways, one of my favorite ways uh, is to worship and singing songs. Oh, my gosh. Just seeing a song unto the Lord and um you can, you know, when we lift him up, when we magnify him, our problems become small. We lift him up 
and our problems become little. And when we're up here lifting him, we can't be down and discouraged. It's going to change things that are going on. So in and so you have to embrace and you've got to the truth that, that God is for you. He loves you. He wants to be with you and have that relationship, that personal relationship. I'm not talking about just church. I'm talking about you reading your Bible, you talking to God, you growing in your relationship. I am a married woman and I have a husband. And if I did not spend time talking to him, fellowshipping with him, listening to him, my marriage would not be healthy. It is the same way with our relationship with God. We want to spend time with him. We want to tell him that we love him. We want to spend time in his presence with his peace. And then also spend time with other believers. And I know y'all do that. You're doing that right now. You're gathered together. You're with people who love God because the people that you get around are going to be who you kind of become in a way. There's a saying that you become like the most five people that you spend time with. If you spend time around godly people, chances are you're going to become more godly and also be patient with yourself. Be very patient with yourself. Do not be hard on yourself because when you get hard on yourself, then you get to the point where it, you, you start to believe those lies and you, you cannot um, allow those lies to get in there because it takes the truth to overcome a lie. So I am going to pray for you and I am going to believe God that you ladies are going to walk in all of this. And just to kind of recap those steps, if I went too fast, spend time worshiping God, spend time talking to God, spend time reading his word, spend time with other believers and then and, and be patient. Spend time just being patient with yourself, allowing yourself to grow in your relationship with God. He is for you. He is for you. And always guard your mouth, your ears, your eyes. Renew your mind daily. Make sure that all of your thoughts, you're asking the Lord, are these God thoughts or are these my thoughts? And bring them into the obedience of Christ. And I'm just going to take a few moments um, to pray. If that's okay, Father, Lord, we just come to you. I thank you, Lord God, for those watching this video. I thank you for all the information that is coming forth in their ears, Lord God, that you recall to their memory everything that they need to know and how to stand. Your word says that we've done everything else to stand. Your word says that you are the truth, the way and the light, and no one comes through you except through the father. And father, I thank you for all of those uh, working there, helping these young ladies, Lord. I thank you. You have created them, God, with a plan and a purpose, according to your word in Jeremiah 29, 11. I thank you that they are valuable. God, they are valuable and their value doesn't change on what other people think about them, but their value is only rooted and grounded in who they are in you, God. I thank you, Lord God, that you give them um, every resource they need uh, to be able to um, uh, read your word and spend time in prayer. And I think you create a bond in the group there, Lord God, that they're working together. 
Lord, I know the hearts of the people that have started this ministry. You spoke to me about them and their hard work and their diligence and how they are helping, Lord God. So I thank you, God, for, for all you're doing. And I thank you for moving, Lord God. And I thank you for a hand of protection over them, Lord. I thank you. Your word says that no weapons formed against them prosper and that every tongue that rises against them is proven to be wrong. Lord, I ask that you pour resources into this ministry, Lord God. Father, I ask that those that have um, finances to pour into it, Lord God, that they take care and all the needs are met. Lord, I thank you for these young women, Lord, that are becoming leaders, God, and, and learning to grow in, in your love and in your mercy and your kindness, that they are becoming disciples, Lord, uh, that they are doing the work and they're disciplined to do the work of the Lord and that you're raising them up like Esther's for such a time as this, God. Father, I praise you. I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to speak to these young ladies and the, and the, and the older ladies listening too, or whoever's ears this, this comes in contact with, God. Father, we praise you. Worthy are you, O oh God. Worthy is the lamb who takes away the sins of the world, Lord. Father, we cast our cares on you. We celebrate you today. I thank you for this time with these people. And Lord God, encourage them, Lord God. When they are discouraged, encourage them, Lord, and send people into their path to speak the truth with love, Lord God. In Jesus' powerful name, amen, amen, amen. Now, I want you guys to know that you are being prayed for. Uh, I want you all to know that uh, you're under good leadership and um, we just celebrate you here. We we know that, you know, uh, in America, we have some things that you don't have in, in your country. Um, but we know that what you do have is something that is authentic. Your relationship for the Lord is beautiful. It's beautiful. And I wish more people had faith like yours here in the U.S. In the U.S., people are too busy with things to focus on God. And I know there you focus on God. And I am just want to say from another sister in Christ that I'm incredibly proud of each of you and continue to walk in your journey and your path. God bless you. See you next time.